with us typically a little bit later on Tuesdays, but he's traveling. He's going to Indy for the Combine. Mike Griffith, AJC's Dog Nation, checks in. Griff, good morning. Uh, good morning, Bill. He's in that tiny little Hartsfield airport. It's You probably don't see any other people there, right? Best airport in the world. <laughs> what are you... I know you go to the uh, combine pretty much every year, but what are you looking for when you head there, when you get there? Oh, the interviews are always great. You know, the players are kind of unplugged. You know, they're, they're no longer, um, you know, when they're still playing, it almost feels like, it almost feels like, you know, they're watching what they're saying. They're worried about saying the wrong thing. They want to repeat the company line, but when they come to the combine, it's like you really get to know them because now it's all about their brand. It's not about the team brand. It's not about, worrying about saying the wrong thing, you know, to upset coach or whatever. It's uh, an opportunity for them to talk about themselves and their careers and, um, you know, on an individual basis. And, you know, it's it's an audition. It's a job interview, right? And they're going to sit down with all the NFL teams. And when they meet with the media, they, they take those interviews really seriously. And um, they're, they're usually, you know, very forthcoming. Will Georgia have nearly as many kids drafted as a year ago? You know, that's a tough one. Um, you know, they had 15 drafted last year. That was a record. I mean, it makes, you know, 9 or 10 sound like not much, but you know, that would have been a program record, uh, you know, pretty much before last year, or at least tied it. I think they'll get I think they'll get 9 or 10 guys drafted. I, I think, you know, 10, probably 11, maybe the over-under. There's a few guys that might sign as free agents, but, uh, that's to be expected. Expected. I mean, you can't have 15 guys drafted every year. As much talent as Kirby's built there, um, you know, he, I think if they had 10 guys, 11 guys drafted, it'd be a pretty good, pretty good haul. And I think recruits are noticing that. Mike Griffith, AJC's Dog Nation, checks in with us every Tuesday to talk some college football. As do you even? <laughs> I know we've talked about this acknowledge basketball is there anything you can do to cover that or is it just worthless oh you know we have someone that covers it and i'll go there and do columns on occasion i mean obviously you know the georgia season's taking a pretty tough turn lately and you know mike white had you know won a couple you know stole a couple games you know beat a ranked auburn team earlier this year that was a that was a really nice win um but it's hard when when you're trying to cobble together um, you know eight or nine transfers and it's your first year to school and uh, you know, like I said, Georgia's had some decent moments this year, but the SEC's tough. I mean, it's it's not a pushover league. It used to be there was only what two or three teams that get invited to the tournament, Bill. And you know, now we're what are we looking at this year? Six or seven, and other years we've had even more. So um, it's been a tough year for for Mike White and, and Georgia basketball. But um, you know, that's that's a program that's going to take some time to change the culture. Tom in Myrtle Beach wants to know about Sonny Dykes winning the coach of the the Spurrier Award. Yeah, well, that was great last night. I was there, and I'll tell you, Sonny is such a classy guy. And that, that award goes to the uh, top coach in his first year to school. But Sonny won a, almost swept almost all the national awards, too. And, you know, I'll tell you, Coach Spurrier is pretty funny. Um, and Sonny knows what he's getting into. Him and, him and Spurrier are buddies, but – you know, Spurs up there saying, yep, you guys had a pretty good season, you know, and he mentioned a couple wins. He goes, then you ran into that big red team. He goes, what did they score on you? Did, did they get 60 on you? And Sonny's out in the audience and yells out, I don't know. And Spurs goes, well, we, we had a team put 62 on us. 
big red team, Nebraska. He said, uh, we won the national championship the next year. So maybe, maybe the Horned Frogs going to win a national title next year. But, you know, it was just funny how Spurrier had that give and take with Sonny Dykes. And Sonny's such a classy guy. I had a chance to visit with him. You can understand why he's so popular, why he's recruited effectively. I mean, this is a guy that's going to be in it for a while uh, to win. Um, I mean, he's had success, uh, you know, most everywhere he's been. And still relatively young. So, I mean, this is a guy, uh, a coaching superstar. I know it didn't end well for him against Georgia. Um, Got to give Munkin credit. Um, talking to the TCU players at the Senior Bowl, they basically said, we, we couldn't get lined up. You know, we were misaligned on defense. So that tight end movement just kills you. You know, when you're trying to account for Brock Bowers, it just gets you all out of sorts. But I was so impressed with him. And, and Bob Stoops was there. Uh, he won our first ever Legends Award. And I had a chance to visit with him and, you know, boy, he's still got the eye of the tiger, you know, and um, still coaching, obviously, in the XFL. Uh, really impressed with Coach Stoops. They, they told a funny story. I guess when Spurrier tried to hire him, he called Bill Snyder, and Bill wouldn't return the call. And so Spurrier left a message and said, Bill, I'm not going to call you again. Just going to let you know I'm going to do everything I can to hire uh, Stoops. And, uh, and, and and went after him, called him at home, and, and made him an offer I guess he couldn't refuse. And then uh, the quarterback um, – our, our freshman player of the year, Drake May, was there, and I uh, had a chance to visit with him. And, boy, he's impressive. Uh, he was a redshirt freshman last year. Uh, he'll probably be the number one or number two pick in the draft next year. And Just a, just a tall, charismatic, um, you know, confident kid. Not cocky, but confident. And, um, you know, really like, you know, visiting with him. And he told a pretty funny story about how North Carolina gets uh, up for Duke uh, apparently, when Spurrier was at Duke, they beat North Carolina 41-0 to zero and took a picture in front of the scoreboard. And apparently, North Carolina has held on to that picture all these years. And they show it before the Duke game uh, every year. So that was kind of a uh, kind of a neat little sidebar story. So it was, it was a great event. Uh, Chris Doring emceed it. And, uh, of course, I introduced, introduced uh, Chris at the start of the program uh, on behalf of the football writers. So... Uh, great event down there in Gainesville at Spurrier's Restaurant and a lot of former Gators there. Um, enjoyed talking with all those guys. So a lot of fun. College football, that, that's that's a special element that um, you know, you're not going to see a banquet like that in many other sports. And, again, this award is for first-year coaches. At a school, first year at yeah, a school. Correct. Yeah. And last year, last year, of course, uh, Coach Heupel and Coach Beamer split it. And obviously they went on to do great things with, you know, Josh in Tennessee rose to number one in the rankings and beat Alabama for the first time in, gosh, I don't know what, 15, 16 years. And and uh, Beamer just, you know, basically wrecked the whole college football playoffs, beating Tennessee and Clemson, knocked out two teams that would have been in probably. So um, both those coaches, um, you know, fared really well and represented the Spurrier well, well this year. Mike Griffith with us. Griff, I know you're not Mr. Chasing Recruits Around and what the latest is, but this Dylan Rayola kid had been considered after decommitting from Ohio State, from Phoenix, Arizona, leaning to Georgia, top-ranked player in the class of 24, any position, quarterback. But he was at Nebraska where his dad was a star, and his dad was a star also in the NFL as an offensive lineman, Dominic Rayola. Are you aware of what's going on there, or is Georgia in jeopardy, or what? I I don't know. I mean, I, I read the interviews, and you know, right. our recruiting guy Jeff Centel felt like you know he was a lean towards Georgia. But I read the interview, and you know, when he said that, you know, I think he was talking about the TCU game, sixty, and he, and he said, well, it just wasn't TCU's day. 
that doesn't sound like a guy that's all jacked up and excited about Georgia. If he was all jacked up and excited about Georgia, it's like, oh, my gosh, this is the greatest program ever. Look what they did. Instead, it was almost like he was qualifying. And, and that was just one little clue. And I could be completely wrong. I could be reading it completely wrong. But I never really got the sense. Um, and, and here's what – and, again, I, just to be clear, I never – I don't know what's happening with him. So I, I'm, I don't want to speak out of turn and say he sure. is or isn't leaning anywhere. But I will say – uh, unrelated to, to Rayola, that we're in an era right now where kids are going to be shopping themselves and they're going to be taking money from different schools and committing here and committing there. And yeah, I'm interested and give me a little sugar. And, you know, that's been going on for years and years, but it's, it's going to get even more, um, you know, you're going to see even more and more of it. And, and why not? Uh, you know, you take a look at, um, you know, these coaches now, right? Like I was thinking about this, you know, every time a player goes in the portal, you know, the fans are like, oh, you know, Benedict Arnold, you know, oh, how dare you? Don't you love your school? But when an assistant coach gets interviewed for a job, they're like, oh, that's just great. Man, yeah, I hope we keep him. Oh, we love this guy. Oh, I understand why he's interviewing. Look, you can't have it both ways. If your coaches are going to be publicly interviewing with NFL teams, I don't care if it's a promotion or not. You can't hold it against a kid when he goes in the portal and entertains other offers. And this is where it's headed. We're headed for, I mean, it's, it's already kind of free agency, but, you know, the fans got to really kind of rewire their brains because when kids transfer, some of them get so darn salty and, and just say horrible things, and it, it really pisses me off because they don't know what's going on. They don't understand. They may not know the dynamics of the coaching staff, the relationship with the assistant coach, who else they're trying to recruit over them. I mean, I go back to last year. I was just as puzzled as everyone else. When Stetson Bennett said after the 2021 championship game against Alabama the next morning that he wasn't sure he was going to be back at Georgia, said he had to see if he could trust the coaches. And I'm thinking, what in the world is he talking about? Well, it turned out Georgia was trying to sign Caleb Williams, and, and Stetson knew it. So, of course, he's going to he's like, look, you know, I mean, if Georgia signs Caleb Williams, Stetson knows he's out of there. So, and it's just business. And it's like, you know, look, Kirby's like, hey, I'm not going to apologize. We're going to get the best players. Okay, coach, but it's a two-way street, right? A kid might find a Justin Fields. Hey, I didn't want to compete with Jake from another year, so he's out. Going to go to Ohio State where he can play right away. Can't hold it against him. So it's kind of a new world for college sports where we're not accustomed to this. We're watching guys and girls going in a program and growing within the program and being developed and being there four years, you know, vowel for life or dog for life or whatever. Nothing's for life. Todd Munkin said it best. You know, you can say it's family, but if I don't do my job, you're going to fire me. Ain't no family. Griff, we've got maybe a minute. Probably not a fair question, but for a minute. Florida State's AD on Friday talking to their board down there said, look, things got to change. We're only getting about $30, 35000000 million a year. If that holds, we're not going to be competitive. Do you think the SEC at some point will reach out to a Florida State or a Clemson? Save them. Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, it, it's up to the it's up to ESPN. The thing that that makes it a possibility is that ESPN also controls the ACC television contract, and if it could work better for both conferences, maybe. Um, but yeah, I, you know, Florida State and Clemson would seem to be good ads, but they don't really bring big media markets, and that's the thing you got to remember. This is all about dollars, and television sets. Griff, safe travel. See you next week. Appreciate it, Bill. There is Mike Griffith, AJC's Dog Nation. Gator Dave when we come back.
Omni Nashville Hotel.